0: Well, Multiply Lake Norman, how are we doing today? Yeah. Everybody feeling good? That's what I'm talking about. we got a packed house. Hey, a couple things that I want to do before we get started. I know I, I told my people at the back that I might throw up some announcements. The first one that I want to throw up, man, no, I'm not going to throw I'm not throwing up. I did yesterday working out, though. That's too much information. Uh don't act like y'all ain't ever thrown up on the football field. Don't act like y'all hadn't done it. Who's thrown up? If, who, which athlete came back for preseason and you've already thrown up? Whoa. We got one. One's being honest. All the guys are lying. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but hey, uh, one thing that we want to put up on the screen look around the room. If you notice, man, we are packed. We got a packed house. What we're doing here in a couple weeks, the week after Labor Day, we're going to be stepping into two services. So we're going to have an 845 service and a 1015 service. So they're going to put a QR code. Go ahead and make some noise for that. We put the QR code uh, on the screen. If you haven't scanned it yet, please scan it. I know a lot of you did last week or two weeks ago. Uh, if you have it, pull your phones out awkwardly. Pull your phones out right now. Awkwardly. Face them towards the screen. And then take the picture uh, so you can sign up for which service you might be coming to. Uh, that helps us to plan a little bit as we begin to grow even more. Uh, the second thing that I wanna do, um, I, know, I know there are more students that go to, or that there are more students in the room that don't go to Davidson, but since Davidson is, is kicking back up and where it's right down the street, can I get every Davidson College student to stand for me? And y'all make some noise for the <laughs> Davidson College students that are in the room. Alright, if, if you have, if you've been to this church before, Davidson College student, and you've been to the church before, stay standing, everybody else sit. Look at that, that's what I'm talking about. Man, welcome back home. Alright, y'all can sit down. Now we're going to awkwardly make all the Davidson College students that have never been here stand back up. Alright, so y'all stand up. That's what I'm talking about, y'all make some noise for them. All right. Y'all can sit down. I get ticked off telling them to stand up because I'm like, what did your parents feed you? Like why? Like I was 120 pounds in high school. Like, can you stand up for me? I'm going to do it to you. How tall are you? Six eight. You're six. What? Yeah. Eight. That's not even normal. <laughs> like what did, what did your parents feed you? Yeah, lots, of lots of milk. I don't drink milk. There you go. Go ahead, go ahead. All right. Stand up if you think you're the strongest Davidson College student in the room this guy we got we got one we got listen hey this is what I love I met him this morning he's a freshman and he just showed everybody up he's like all right every if you're in the room and you're not a college student and you think you're stronger than him stand up where's coach Jackson coach Jackson you say (laughs) Coach, he's saying sit down that's what I'm talking about do you squat over 450 crap I don't I was just throwing that number out do you bench over 305 crap Coach, can I beat him at anything? I could probably beat him in a CrossFit workout. Yeah. I could beat him in Fran. Yeah. Right, can you do pull-ups? Yeah. That, your numbers, you were like really confident, and then you were like, yeah. <laughs> no, but listen, honestly, we're so excited that you guys are here. Hopefully you found a place at home. Uh, man, we want to get to know you after service. So after service, if y'all kind of stay up front, I want to get to know you, your story a little bit, tell you a little bit about the church. But man, we are in for a treat today. Um, one of my friends from Lakeland, Florida is coming to, to preach for us today. Uh, man, I've known, I've known this individual probably for at least 10 years. Um, I don't know if you remember this story, but this is a true story. I thought about it last night after we had dinner. I was like, well, I, I got to share it. And it's, it does not elevate me at all. It elevates you. I'll make you sound good. I don't know if you remember this, but we were playing basketball, and we had we probably played six or seven games, and I was like, man, I'm done. I took my shoes off, all right, first mistake, and then there were some more people that came in the, the gym, and I was like, well, all right, to make 10, like, I'll play one more, so laced back up, and within 15 seconds of us playing the game, you broke, li- quite literally broke my ankle, and I was in a boot for six weeks. I don't know if you remember that, uh, but that's the kind of guy that's coming to preach today. He beats up on pastors. So y'all give it up for Pastor Isaiah Board as he comes to preach today.
1: Man, I didn't even mean to do that. Like, that's the thing. I feel really bad about that. Like, I mean, I don't, but, but... But I have to say I do because I'm in front of people and, um, you know, all that. Multiply multiply family. How are you feeling? You feeling all right today? Man, you're right. It is a packed house. I got to do this. I'm going to preach in just a second, and I have, like, a message. It will take me three hours, so we're going to be good. I'm kidding. There's somebody that walked out in the back. They're like, yo, I'm out. No, but it won't be three hours. But I do have to say thank you so much for having me today. Good morning. And so, man, I love love being here. Love being with you guys. Can we make some noise for your pastors, Pastor Zach and Jenna team? Come on, make some noise. Can we also make some noise for this awesome worship team this morning? Listen. I mean, this, is, this just doesn't happen everywhere. They're killing it, they're crushing it for you. And, and I'm sure they do so much behind the scenes that you don't see, you don't know. And so, man, it's always good to give honor. Can we give some honor to the people running the screen so we can see what's happening? <laughs> Tech team, love it. Listen, I just believe you have to give honor where honor's due, and so I'm so glad uh, that you're here, and, and honestly, seriously, thank you so much for the warm welcome, the hospitality. I'm excited to get to work this morning into this series. Looking around, it's, it's cool because the last couple weeks, I knew I was coming here. And so I said, man, I want to be prepared. I want to be prepped. I want to be ready. And so I started watching online. And I was like, man, you kind of can't see online from, from the room. And, and so, but I was like, I just can't wait to meet everyone. But it's so awesome being here. You guys are, you guys are alive. You guys are, you guys are like real. Like, to me, you guys are like celebrities from my house. But now that I'm here, I'm like, oh, they're real. And so I'm excited about that. I got to give you a couple things about me. And then, you know, we'll get rolling. So first thing, let me show you my family so you'll listen to me. Statistics say you'll listen to me better if I show you my family. So this is my family. Uh, There I am. My wife, Desiree, she is here on the front row. Uh, And then there's my kids. So I got to show you right here. Pause this picture right here. That's my daughter. Oh, yeah, you can make some noise. I made that. I I made that. Real quick story. I got to tell you this. So my daughter, she's, she's adopted. My wife and I, we made the decision that, you know, we, we love we love babies, but we're like, you know, let's not do round two. Let's adopt. And so, uh, and, and adoption has been a part of my story, my family's story. That's a whole long story. But anyway, we adopted my daughter. So I still claim her that, that we made that, you know, even though it's not true, we still made that. So that's my daughter, Noelle. She's about to be three in December. That's my son, Nehemiah. He is seven. He thinks he's a YouTube star. He thinks, and he also thinks that he's Spider-Man. So like at this point. I'm like, yeah, you are Spider-Man. I'm just going with it. Uh, but that's my family, and so love them. I got to give you a couple more things just about me just to bridge the gap. Here's the deal. I know when I take the microphone, you're like, yo, who's this chocolate brother up in here? And you can laugh. It's okay. <laughs> just, just want, but I, I just got to give you a couple things. And here's what I want to do. As I give you these three, I'm just going to give you three things. Everybody say three things give you three things about me. I want you to do this. Just clap if you're with me. I just need to read the room to see who's on my side and who's not. You ready? Number one, about me, I hate cats. Come on, clap if you're with me. I, I knew I love this church. That's what I'm talking about. If you love your cats, you know, we'll pray for you afterwards. Like, You'll need it. But um, but that's just, that's just me. Okay, number two, my favorite dessert. I don't know. you got to clap if you're with me. My favorite dessert is uh, a warm apple pie with ice cream, vanilla ice cream. Come on. That'll send you to heaven. Just one slice will, will change your life. And then let me give you number three. Number three is this. I just believe this. I could be wrong. When I go to heaven, I'll find out. But I just believe that iPhone is better than Android. That's just... <laughs> Well, that's just. This is gonna be a great day. I just needed to make sure I was in the right place. Again, if you're offended by me, or maybe it's your first time or first time in a long time, I just I do want to say you got to come back next week. Uh, So any sins that I commit today, like that's on me. It's not on Pastor Zach. So make sure you come back. But seriously, I I hope you come back. And so we are uh, jumping right into this series that, that that this church that you all have been in. I've been watching from afar, but it's called Symphony. Everybody say Symphony. We've been talking about loving the Lord our God with our heart and our mind and our soul and our strength, and and it's there as well. You can see it. And so we talked about. Let me give you a quick recap. If maybe this is your first time, you've never been here, and you're just checking this out, I want to give you a quick recap. Week one, Pastor Zach kicked it off, and and he began with this idea that that we are we are one. Like our, our mind, our body, our soul, our spirit. We're we're one. And so we talked about this this. We used this illustration. I want to use it today, and we we poured it in. Oops. Um, we said that we are mind, body, come on, Woo. soul and spirit. Here we go. Look at this. Every week it changes a different color. It's been crazy. It does. It's, it's wild. But as I do this, oh, I can't I can't fill it up. All right. So as you saw here, we have four different colors. And what we said this, it would be impossible to extract just the yellow or just the blue. Well, you could extract the green, I guess. But, but, but every week it just does this. I don't know what what is this water. They sell this in North Carolina only, or I don't I don't know from Florida. But anyway, uh, but we said this that like like our body, the person that we are, the person that God created us to be, we're not mu- mutually exclusive. Like we we are one, just as God is one and the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they are one, and and God created us, and we are one. And so we said that, that it'd be impossible to separate these things that together. And Pastor Zach, week one, he challenged us to, just like David, he was a warrior and a worshiper. It was incredible. And he talked about how we, we ought to do that. And And for the guys in the room, he said, he's going to get in your grits. And he did that day. He got real aggressive, but it was good. It was it was on time. It was perfect. So we talked about that. The thing that separated David was his heart. He had a heart after God's own heart. He repented when he was wrong. And, and that alone set him aside differently uh, than everybody else. We said week two that That this, that like you need to be able to carry physically what God has for you. And that was an incredible message. I watched it from my home and I loved it. It was incredible just to to, to be challenged in that way that literally like physically we need to be able to carry what God has for us. And so today I want to just go right into our our third part of this series. And I hope it will bless you. I hope it will lift you up and encourage you so that when we leave, man, we're better than before. How does that sound? All right, good. Let's do this. Let's pray, and let's make it happen in here. Lord, we love you. Thank you for all that you do for us. I pray right now in the next few minutes that we have together, you would do something so cool. Would you speak to us, challenge us, change us, so that when we leave here, we are better than when we came in. We love you. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. All right, one more thing about me. You got to know I love Asking questions. Anybody else love asking questions? Anybody? Okay, I love asking questions. It's so much fun. Like, you just get to learn who people really are. Not the person that, you know, we all, when we wake up, we wear the mask and we put on our our best selves so when we go to church, we're we're good to go. But at the same time, like, when you ask questions, then you find out who people really are. Are. And I love asking questions. You, you ask a question, then you intently listen for the answer. And then you figure out, oh, this is what this person is all about. I love asking questions and then leading that into another questions. You know, the, sometimes you ask a question and it opens you up to another question. I love uh, doing that. And here's a question that's been going around my friend group. Uh, and I just want to pose this to you and just see where we land at. And this question, it's a would you rather. And it goes like this. Would you rather, would you rather take a million dollars right now, okay, or flip a coin for a billion dollars. Okay, so in the room right now, on the count of three, we're gonna we're gonna see who who would take the million right now. One, two, three. You take the million right now today. Okay, I like that. I like that. Who would flip the coin for a billion dollar? Wow. So see, I just learned something about you. Raise your hand if you you, you said you'll flip a coin for a billion. If you want, okay. What I learned about you is that your bank account's already straight right now. It's already good right now. <laughs> I'm not taking a chance. i like, am taking. it. Who's going to take the million right now? Ready? Okay. So, so for, yeah, I, I'm taking it. Like, I came here with nothing. I want to leave with something. Like, that's just how I feel. And so, but you learn a lot about people. And so, out of all the questions, you know, that we can ask, and I love asking questions. When you meet people, you ask them about their home and, and their family, especially if I know someone, oh, man, how's your wife? How's your family? How's, how's your kids? Things like that. I love those questions. But out of all of the questions that we can ask, there's one that we never ask. And really, if I had to put a message title on this, I would say it's the question we never ask. And it's this, how is your soul? Yeah, I got quiet. How, yeah, because you can't do that, right? You can't just like, hey man, my name's Isaiah. What's your name? Will. Will how's your soul? Like you see how weird that is? Like you, we, can't, we can't do that. So I understand that this is like, that's a crazy question to ask. Like you, you just can't do that. But it's a question that needs to be asked. How is your Soul. So if you're taking notes, just put that in your know, How is your soul? That's the question I want to unpack today. It's incredible if you ask that question. So many people would be like, Man, I don't really know. I want to tell you this that I want to give us like what is our soul? And and then why is it important? What is our soul? Why is it the soul is the deepest part of you? That's like that that part in, inside of you that that man, we haven't figured out how to gauge, we haven't figured out how to see. It's just that the deepest, it's uniquely you. It's the you. That is the you that is the you. It's the you that, like, maybe somebody else may never know, but it's the truest part of you. That is what your soul is. Doctors and medical professionals, man, they found ways to measure our brain chemicals, and and man, you go see a counselor, they can they can tell you about your emotions and things like that, but nobody's ever been able to discover what is our soul, but our soul is the unique part of you. Your soul is is the part of you that just, it just comes alive when certain things happen. So I don't know if you, I mean, we're in Lake Norman, so some of you, when you get out on the water, on the lake, your soul, there's just something in you that comes alive, raise your hand if that's just you. You just get out on the water, okay, so a couple of, some of you, uh, when you look at like a sunset, you go see a sunset, there's just something in you it Comes alive. Raise your hand if that's you. Okay. Some of you athletes, like for for you, like you playing your sport, doing your thing. Something inside you just kind of comes alive. That is that is your soul. There's a whole genre, genre of music as soul music. And and when you hear, have you ever heard good soul yeah. music? Okay. When you hear good soul music, it's crazy because like you just start dancing. You don't even know why. You just. Because it's just touching, it's moving some part of your soul that you don't even. If you've heard good soul music, you just start singing, and you may not be able to sing in your normal natural ability, but you just start singing. You don't even know why. You just I got sunshine, like you just feel it. Like that's the last time I'm gonna sing today. I promise you that. But but you just feel it, like right. There's just something in your. So this week, I saw on social media, there was a, an NFL player, and, and his coach asked him to just kind of break down, like, just talk to the team. They're going to huddle up, and then they're going to leave. And so when he, um, he did that, he began to start crying. He was, like, pumping up his team. He was motivating them. He was telling them what they need to do and how they need to do it and all of that. And as he was doing that, he just began to cry. And this is, like, a dude that's, like, huge. Like, this guy will run everybody in this room over at once. Like, he's massive. And he just starts crying. And I thought to myself, that is soul. That, that, that's not just heart. That's not just passion. That, that, it just comes out of you. Just It just does. That, that's your soul. So if you're taking notes, you're, your soul, it's uniquely you. It's that part of you that, that's tailor-made just to you. It's like when you start doing something, your whole being, you're in cadence, you're in rhythm. You, just, you don't even know where it comes from. That is your soul, and God gave that to us. And so why is this important? Why are we going to talk about this today? It's important because number one, this is for your notes, your soul separates us from every living creature. I believe cats don't have a soul. So I mean, it's just, I just uh, I gotta be real. Like that's just how I feel, you know, like, but but for all of us, our soul as mankind, as, as men and women, as humans, and our soul separates us from, from animals, right? So I want to take you to Genesis 2, verse 7. It says this. It says, then the Lord, this is at the beginning of the Bible, God is creating everything, the sun, the moon, the skies, the fish, the birds, everything. It says, then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed. Everyone say breathe. He breathed. This word in Hebrew is ruach. It's just this this breath. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Let me go back to my grandmama's translation. This is the KJV, the King James Version. It says this. It says, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground, and he breathed. One more time, say breathe. He breathed into him, the nostrils, uh, or into his nostrils, the breath of life, and the man became a living. What's that word? Soul. Soul. So now you got to understand, any time in the Bible that it's written about dust, it's, it's usually insignificant. It's usually nothing special. It doesn't mean nothing. It just doesn't mean uh, anything spectacular. It's very basic, very lowly. And this is what man was until God Breathe, And now he became a living soul. What separates us from other living cre- creatures, mainly cats, but what separates us from other living creatures is the fact that we have a soul. We're not just dust. We're not merely dust. We're not just merely flesh and bone. We have a soul. This is what God breathed into man, into Adam, and he became a living Soul. So number one, man, like we got we to gotta address this because this is that, that truest part of you. This is the part of you that separates you from everything else. Number two is this, our soul is eternal. You can write this down. Our soul is eternal. Your, your body and your mind and your strength, at some point, it will go away. At some point, it will fade away. But your soul, your spirit will live on. Does this make sense to you? Like it will live on. So we we have to address the Jesus said this in Mark. Uh, uh, this is our, our theme verse for this series is that you have to love the Lord your God with your heart, man, your mind, your soul, your spirit, and all your strength, man. Like this is this is big because our soul will live on. Our soul will go to one of two places, and and I, I want to go to heaven. Anybody else just want to go? I just okay, just testing it for real. Anybody else want to go heaven? Just okay. Some people didn't raise their hand. I was like, you what kind of church is this? This, this is crazy. It's not the church I saw online. <laughs> But this is big, right? This is huge. Like, man, like, man, our soul is eternal. And so I want to say this. This is my whole sermon in one sentence. I'm going to give it to you like this. You're only as healthy as your soul. So we need to address this. So what separates you and I from animals and plants and other things. It's the thing that will live on. But listen, here's the deal. You are only as healthy as your soul soul so today for the next three hours i just want i'm just kidding for the next few minutes i want to give you three ways we can keep our soul healthy because when it's healthy, man, then we can, we can live out the purpose and the plan that God has for us. Because as we saw over here, you cannot extract just one out of this, unless it's green. But you cannot extract just one part. Like, we, we, are, we are body, mind, soul, strength. This is who we are. And so we, want, we, we can't do it. We're, we're, we're one person. So we have to address this issue of our soul. So I want to give you three things real quick, and it's going to be good. The first thing is this. Like, if you're going to have a healthy soul, you have to recognize its value. You, you got to recognize its its value. So today, I, I love preaching where you just kind of stay in one, one chapter, but then there's some times where it's like, ah, man, I really feel like I, I kind of need to do what I call jaywalking through the scriptures. So today we're going to jaywalk through the scriptures a little bit. I want to take us first to the book of Matthew. Matthew's the first of, of the New Testament. If you're maybe new to church or new to the Bible, the New Testament is the books of Matthew to Revelation. And, and the first four, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, what they chronicle is the life and the ministry of Jesus. And and Jesus says something interesting in the book of Matthew, He says this in, in Matthew 16, 26. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone, anyone means anybody, that's you and me, what can we give in exchange for their soul? One more time, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? soul? Jesus asked these two rhetorical questions. The answer is nothing. Everybody say nothing. In other words, there's nothing that's more important than your soul. There's nothing that's, that's more valuable than your soul. So let's just put it like this in your notes. Your soul is priceless and irreplaceable. Your soul is priceless. and there is. No, Jesus says, what would, it, what would it gain you? The answer is nothing. You can get everything that this world has to offer, but if your soul is lost, if your soul is gone, it does not matter. We have to recognize its value. If we're going to keep a healthy soul, if we're going to love God with our soul, we'll have to recognize the great value that it has. It's the thing that we'll live on, but it's the thing that has, it's so precious. There's no value that you can put on There's nothing that you can give in exchange for it. Here's, here's what I realized. We live in a, in a world where it's like a, I'll call it like a go-get-it world. Like anything you want, you can go get it. Like, you want food today after service, you can go get it, right? If you want um, uh, groceries delivered to your house, I love that. That's actually, I, we do that sometimes. Is that a, That's spiritual. It's amazing. Like, you don't even have to leave your house. Someone will come and deliver groceries to your front door. Anyone ever done that? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do that all the time. It, it's amazing. Now, I saw a commercial the other day for Walmart. They will now come to your house, come into your house, and put away your groceries for you. Have you seen this commercial? Anybody seen this? I saw this commercial uh, a couple of days ago. I thought to myself, that's so dangerous, man. Like you can't be doing. You can't just walk into somebody's. T- no no but walmart it's it's walmart you got to look it up the commercials there i was like yo this is you're putting people's lives in jeopardy but this is the world we live in this is i'm not going to nobody's house because if they got cats i'm not bringing no groceries no (laughs) eggs no milk nothing No, no, no i'm just not i'm not doing it like i'm just not doing it but this is what the world we live in right it's a go get it world you want something you can go get it i've went through i'm on right now my sixth pair of apple airpods It's all my fault too. So don't feel bad. This is my fault. So, my daughter, you know, every parent in here, you know, your kids go through that phase where everything they grab, it just goes in the mouth. Everything, it doesn't matter what it is. It just, and so my daughter's done that so many times. I never learned my lesson. It was so bad. And so, but I just kept rebuying it. Why? Because we live in a world where you lose something, you damage something, you could just go get it. That's just, that's just the way. I almost brought all five of my boxes because I still have my AirPod boxes just to show you like, like we just live in this world. You damage something, you go get another one. But it's not so with your soul. You can't just go and just buy and purchase another soul. Jesus says that you can't give anything in this world. You could get this whole world, but it doesn't matter if your soul is gone. We live in a go-get-it world, but it is not so with our soul. So this is the reason why if you're a student in here, maybe a high school student, maybe a middle school student, you have to watch who you hang around with, who you let in to influence your life. Why? Because it doesn't just get your mind. It doesn't just get in your heart, but it gets to your soul. Years later, you may find out, I don't even know where some of this stuff is coming from, but it's all those influences. If you're in college, man, this is an amazing time of your life, but it's the same for you you got to watch who you let into your inner circle. Who you let influence you. Why? Because it doesn't just hit your mind. It doesn't just hit your heart. But it gets into your soul. Your soul is priceless and irreplaceable. So if you're going to keep a healthy soul, you have to recognize that you got one. Now I love the fact that we serve an amazing and an awesome a redeeming, a healing, restoring God. Anybody else, you love that about God? Amen. He's amazing. He he is. and, And he can transform anything. But When I think through this, I think to myself, man, why do I have to go through some of that to experience that restorative work? You know what I'm saying? Like I get a choice in the matter. I get a choice as to who has influence over my soul, who gets to touch my soul, who I let into that deepest part of me God can rescue anything so if you're here today and you're like man I feel so far from God I feel like my soul is rotten to the core the hope is Jesus is here like Jesus can touch you and heal you and deliver you and that is that's a fact that is 100% a fact he absolutely can yeah. but you get one soul you get one soul this is this is who we are so we have to recognize it's value are you with me today yeah. here's the second thing we, we got to let it work you got to let your soul work. You might be like, man, what, is, what does it mean? I'll explain it in a second. I want to go to a scripture. Just, I want to go to the first, the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. It, this, is, this is God creating man, and he says this. It says, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it. To do what? Work. To work it and to take care of it. What I want you to see in this scripture, you can hold this here. What I want you to see is, this is after God blew the breath of life into man, and he is now a living soul. The first thing that he said, I want you to do is go oh, work. So, teenager in here, you got to get a job. All the parents said amen. <laughs> but it's good for us, right? If we're going to keep our soul healthy, we have to recognize the value that it has, that, that we only have one of it. And it's this unique part. It's this God-given thing that God's given to us. It's a gift to us. But also, we got to let it work. We, we absolutely have to let it work. This is after God has made man. He said, "Now I'm putting you to work." My my wife uh, uh, a couple years ago she said, "Man, I, I she's she stay at home, but she's like, man, I need something to, to do." And so she started a photography business, and and she's killing it. And she's people are calling her for weddings and all that stuff. And, and I'm like, "Girl, go do your thing," you know? Like, but but all of us we're built in in our soul this 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 design to put our hands on something and to work at something. All of us, this is who we are. Why? Because it was put into us in the fabric of our DNA into Adam when God first made man. He said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to work this garden. I want you to take care of it. It is in our DNA. The book of Ecclesiastes says this, whatever your hand finds to do, work at it with all your might. Solomon, the wisest man to ever lived, just said, man, whatever you find your hand to do, work at it. So how do we keep our soul healthy? Man, we recognize the value, but then we, we let our soul work. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Man, we got we to gotta let our soul work. Colossians 3, uh, Paul says this. Paul says in 323 that whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human Whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever occupation, whatever vocation, whatever career you're in, whatever season and status that you're in in life, whatever you do, you work at it with all your heart as for working for the Lord. Why? Because God put this in the fabric of our DNA before any of us came to life. He he put our soul uh, in such a way that we are to work. So we don't work for a woman or a man, a company or organization. We work for the Lord. And our soul comes alive. We love the Lord our God with our soul when we let our soul grab onto something and work it and dig into it. This is, this is how we love the Lord our God with our soul. So let me say it like this for you notes. Work is healthy for our soul. Work is healthy for our soul. Again, all the parents said, amen. amen. So they've been trying to tell their kids, like, you need a job." It's true. And it's not just for money, but, man, we're working unto the Lord. We are giving, we're taking the gift that God has given us. We are working and, man, that's we—that's how we display to God, man, I love you. I'm putting my soul to work. I'm going back to how you originally created, created me. Uh, I think that we should always do our best in whatever job we have. So I don't care what job you have in, in here, if it's the richest of society, if you're like, I'm the poorest of society in this room, if you have your dream job right now or you're like, man, I have somebody else's dream job, it's not mine, but it's somebody else's, no matter what you are, by scripture, and here's how we love God with our soul, man, we give our best to it. We have some pride behind it. You say, you know what? It may not be the season or or the job that I like, but I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to let my soul go to work for this thing because God's given it to me. And at the end of the day, I'm not working for a paycheck, but I'm working unto the Lord. You have to let your soul go to work. And maybe you're in here and you say, well, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. I don't work outside the home. Let me encourage you. Your greatest accomplishment may not be something that you do, but it may be somebody you raise. Say that again. You may, be, uh, you may be a male in here. and <laughs> You may be, uh, I'm a stay-at-home dad, and, and that's fine. If that is you, and I know plenty of them, your greatest accomplishment may not be something that you do, but someone you raise. They may be someone that touches this world in a way like nobody else can, and who has direct access to them? You do. So you let your soul go to whatever your hand finds to do. That's what you do. You work at it as unto the Lord. Come on, can somebody say amen in here? All of us, listen, all of us, all of us, our souls have to go to work. You gotta find something that your soul comes alive in doing and put all that you have into it. Oh man, somebody may never know your name, they may never know what you have contributed to society, but it might be somebody else that you're pouring into. Or maybe it might be the opposite. Some of you guys, Davidson football, football team, right? I met some guys that play soccer. You guys may go on to do big things. You'll do big things. Because you're letting your soul go to work. You're using what God gave you, and you're letting your soul work. This is how we love the Lord, our God, with our soul. We recognize the value that it has. We recognize, man, it's got to go to work. Like, I, gotta, I, I can't just sit here and not do anything. Man, I got to do something. I got to put my hands to the plow. I got to not look back. Whatever my hand finds to do, I got to work at it with all our might. And here's the third thing. Man, it's got to gotta keep it connected. It's great if you know that you have a soul and you know that it's valuable and it's irreplaceable, it's priceless. That, that, that's great. It's, it's great if you, your hand finds something to do and you, you dig into it with all that you got and you go, you go for it. But, but you have to keep it connected. Your soul is given to you by God. It should be connected to God. The Bible says in this, in, in, in John 15, Jesus said this. I, I didn't say this. This is Jesus. He said this, that, man, I want you to remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. You can keep this here for just one second. Jesus says that you got to stay connected to me. You can't do anything on your own. you got to stay connected to me. You can't survive without me. Your soul needs me. I love what Pastor Zach said earlier. We, we have to drop our pride so many times because we think we can do things by ourselves. Have you ever been in that place? Don't raise your hand, but you thought you could do things by yourself. You, you thought that you had it all. You thought that the plan that you had for your life was better than the original creator's plan for your life. But Jesus said this, listen, that 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 you got to remain in me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You can't even do a little bit. You need me and everything. That, have you ever tried to do life without Jesus, that, friends, is a, a tough place to be. That, friends, it, is a place that, that is not, it's not desirable. Don't get to that place. This is why the Bible would say things like, man, you need to humble yourselves. And in due time, in due season, God will lift you up. Let him do the lifting up of you. But you got to stay connected. So our souls, we love God with our souls by recognizing the value, by, by letting it work. And But, man, keeping it connected to the original source, to the original creator. This is what Jesus says, remain in me. Jesus here speaks of a mutual relationship. In other words, in my life with Jesus, he is inside of me and i'm inside of him i'm connected to him every single day we're walking this thing out every single day i'm getting a little bit closer to him we're connected and, and 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 we're connected through prayer we're connected through reading of his word we're connected through um, a community like this every believer needs a big group setting to come and to to worship the lord but we also this is why your pastor will tell you you need to be in a group like you got to be in a group Because that's where we get out of these rows, we get into circles, we do life with people that have like interests with us, we take off that mask that we talked about, and we let people see who the real us is. Your soul will come alive when you stay connected. Does this make sense? Like your soul stays connected, uh, and and it comes alive when it is connected. This is why it's so important. None of us can do this thing on our own. None of us. We, We can't do it. We can't carry what God has for us, as we talked about even in the last week's. Man, we, we, we can't do that if we're not connected to God. So let me say it this way. Like, our souls need to be connected to Jesus. And this is an everyday process. It can't just be on Mondays, and then I, I leave it on Tuesdays. And then I pick it back up on Wednesdays, and then I let it go. But then on Sundays, like, I'm here, and it's awesome, and they're playing, and the music. No, it has to be every single day. And there are no perfect Christians, my dad. There are no perfect Christians. Christians, we're all in the pursuit of Jesus, trying to get a little bit better every single day, but you gotta stay connected. You have to stay connected with people that are that are like you, people that you can say, "Man, like, you know the real me. Help me in this area," or "Man, I'm I'm not gonna have to be fake around you." So these are the people that I need around me. So if if you are a student, if you are a young person, this is very valuable. Find those people that you can say, "You know what? Here's who I really am," and and man, I'm gonna stay connected with God. But part of that is I'm gonna stay connected with others. This is, this is huge for us. Jesus said, you have to remain in me as I am in you because you can't do the things I have for you to do if you're by yourself. None of us can. And I know we can advance in life sometimes to, to a place where we feel like we've arrived and we can get accolades and achievements and awards and things like that. And, and that makes the, uh, an ego side of us puff up. And, and while those are all cool, we just can't do it by ourselves. We need God in everything. I'm here to tell you, church, I'm here to just remind you. We love the Lord our God with our soul by keeping our soul healthy. We are only as healthy as our soul. Here's the deal. So many of us, we talked, I think you even mentioned it last week, Pastor Zach, of so many of us, like, we try to get one area of our life right, and we think, okay, I've, I've won. But man, we are body and mind Soul strength—that's who we are, and so we can't forfeit this area. This is this is so big, man. I I could go to the gym for 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 a whole year and get on a strict plan that's tailor-made to my body, and you'd see results, and that would be awesome. But if my soul's lost, it really doesn't matter. I, I gotta get I gotta get to the place where I'm saying, you know what, God, you have everything, even my soul, because it's so priceless. It's so. Irreplaceable. All of us in the room have to be at that place. We, we can't say, God, like my heart is good, but my soul is eh, not so good. All of it has to work together. We're all together, our whole body, mind, soul, spirit. We all have to be together in this. Does this encourage you? Is this making sense to you, church? Like, like this is where I want to get to. I want to get to the place that, that, that we're, all, we're all looking at ourselves and we're saying, you know what? No matter what the outside looks like, I got to take care of this God-given thing called my soul. I got to recognize the value that it has. Man, I, I need to, you know what? I need to keep it connected. I need to let it work at something. I need to, to, to put some, some hands on something in this life, something that makes me come alive. All of this is to honor the Lord. I'll have the worship team come at this time and when I want to go back to that, that question that we started with. How is your soul? If I asked you how are you doing today, you'd give me an answer and Chances are, because we don't know each other, it may not be a it may not be a, a real answer. You may say, "Oh, I'm, I'm doing well." But now I want us to just get a little real. How is your soul, adults in the room? Has has life pushed us with experiences and, and marked us so much that our soul is is so far from its creator? Like like anyone young in the in the room, if you're saying to yourself, "Man, I." I'm letting some things in that I should not let in. This is the question I want to ask you. How is your so how would you honestly and 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 the truest part of you, how would you, how would you rate, man, this is how I really am doing? That's the question. Like, are are you putting a priority on your soul? Let me ask you this question. Have you let your soul find work? Find something that you're you're just you're latching on to. You're saying, God, like, you put this inside of me. I don't know where it comes from. I don't understand it, but I'm putting my hands on this thing. And, like, God, I'm going to work. Has your soul found that place? I submit to you, if you haven't found that, whatever it is, and it, it could be in your children, it could be in your work, your business, whatever it could be. It could be in your sport. But if you haven't found that, you're missing just a little part of it. So find something this week. That's the challenge. Find something that you're saying, you know what, this makes me come alive, so I'm going to start putting my hands on this. I'm going to start putting my heart and my soul into this, and I'll see what God will do on the other side of that. Uh, Here's another question, man. how connected to God are you? My guess is in a room this size, there are those of us that are closer to the Lord, and, and there are those of us that are like, man, this is the soul check I needed. Whatever it is, I want you to have that honest conversation with God about what you need to do to love him from this point forward with your soul. Jesus said, love me with your whole soul, your whole heart and mind, soul, your strength. So all over this room, would you bow your heads? I want to pray for us. And then after I pray, I'm going to have Pastor Zach come through and, and, and pray over us, give us further direction. This is big, church. Family, this is massive. This will change the person that you've become. So I want to pray over you in this moment. God, I thank you for this beautiful church family that you've assembled right here in Lake Norman. Lord, I thank you for Multiply Church. Lord, I thank you that in this room, here's what you've done, you've put a beautiful soul in all of us. Our job is to love you with it. So I pray that you would help us in that this week. Right now, in this moment, Lord, I pray that somebody today was reminded that their soul has incredible, priceless, irreplaceable value. Somebody was reminded today that you've put that unique part of them in their heart, in the the deepest part of them, and it will not gain them anything to gain the world, but lose that special part. So would you let us filter and sift out that which doesn't need to be in our that which would cause separation between our souls and you, Lord, I pray for the person here that that maybe needed that soul check of putting their soul to work. That you would turn on the light bulbs in their mind and show them what it is they ought to put their hand to do and do it as working for you, not as for human masters. Let every person in here find that passion area, that 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 unique part that you've given them, that unique gift and that unique space that, that they need to be in and let them run into that. I pray for the person today that just that just needs wisdom as to what that is. Let them find that wisdom and go after it 100%. Lord, I also pray for, for all of us to stay connected to you. Doesn't matter where we feel, what, what spectrum we're on today, whether we feel close or far from you. Lord, let us be close to you today In the next few moments. Lord, I ask that you would push us closer to that our souls would be connected. That you would be in us and we would be in you. There would be a mutual relationship. It's there where we'll find everything that we need. We love you. In Jesus' name.
0: May y'all show your appreciation for Pastor Isaiah. Man, a- absolutely. I-, I don't know about y'all. I'm a note taker. So, man, I-, I was taking notes. I was taking notes the entire time. Hey, team at the back, could you throw up that, that verse, John 15, 4? one more time. Because th- this is what we believe at Multiply Church. We believe that the most important decision that you could ever make in your entire life is to step into a relationship with Jesus. So I mean, we, can, we can read the screen again. Again, Jesus said, remain in me also as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Man, all, all across this room, Pastor Isaiah hid it. And he said, maybe it was a soul check for you. Maybe you realized you were kind of straying away from Jesus a little bit. Or maybe you recognized for the first time in your entire life that you've never fully stepped into a relationship with Jesus. And all across the room, if we could just take a second, with every head bowed and every eye closed. Again, we believe that stepping into a relationship with Jesus is the most important decision you could ever make in your entire life. And we can preach a really good sermon. Pastor Isaiah can encourage you to get up and run through a brick wall, but if your soul isn't connected to the Father, then we've missed it. If your soul isn't connected, then we're not a church, we're just a country club. If your soul isn't connected to the creator of the universe, if you've never stepped into a relationship with Jesus, then we've missed it, church. So all across this room, if you're saying, man, Zach, I want to I want to commit today, maybe for the first time in my entire life, to stepping into a relationship with Jesus. This is what I'm going to ask you to do. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you forward. But what we will do is pray collectively together. Because the Bible tells us that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is the Son of God, that He lived a perfect life, that He was crucified on a cross, that He was buried and rose from the dead then we can spend eternity in heaven with our Father. All across this room, we'll count to three, if that's you. Zach, man, I want that relationship with Jesus. I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand. Ready? One, two, three. And then you can put those hands right back down. And then if we could say this prayer collectively, can we say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to live wide awake to your love and fully alive to my purpose. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Hey, can we give it up for the two people that just stepped into a relationship with Jesus? Listen, the Bible says that heaven is rejoicing right now because individuals made a decision to step into that relationship. But this is what we know. Though that's the most important decision you could ever make in your entire life, it's just the beginning following Jesus is a daily commitment, so right outside of these doors to the left, we have our wide awake and fully alive area, and we'd love to get to know you and your story so we can walk that journey with you Church, I hope you're excited for this symphony series, uh, we've got one more week and then we're stepping into a new series don't miss next week, I'm back in the saddle, I'm ready to preach, we'll be right back here, same time, same place, as we continue to love Jesus and change the world we'll see you guys at 10:15 15 next week Thanks for joining us today at Multiply Church. We can't wait to see you again next week, either in person or online, as we continue to love Jesus and change the world.